Welcome to Indie Beauty Wire, where we discuss all things beauty with a focus on independent beauty entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Ray. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Ray. I am so excited for you to hear today's episode because it is pretty freaking awesome if I do say so myself. I was able to talk with Erin Moskul, an Ontario-based fashion blogger, all about sustainability in fashion, starting a capsule wardrobe, and her advice for bloggers. So if you're interested in blogging, fashion, sustainability, anything of the sort, this episode is for you. Before we get to the interview portion, I just want to say thank you so much to all of you who are listening. It has just made my day to have people actually listen to this podcast, and I really appreciate all of you. Just a reminder, if you enjoy what you're listening to and you've liked Indie Beauty Wire, please consider subscribing on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, be sure to rate and review the podcast if you love it and you want other people to learn about the show. Now, let's get into the interview. So, very excited to have you on the show, Erin. Could you tell us a little bit about your blog and why you decided to become a blogger? So, I started my blog uh, about six years ago, just after I had my first daughter. Mm -hmm. I was really just looking for something to keep myself occupied while she was sleeping and just kind of connect with other moms. Uh, it started out as a mommy blog called Fashion Mama Aquarius. And I sort of transitioned within the first year to talking a little bit more about one of my passions, with it, which is fashion and style. And then it kind of evolved from there. I started really going into Instagram a lot and uh, kind of just posting a lot about how to have good style, but not spend a lot of money. I used to shop a lot, way too much, and I just found my closet was way too packed with stuff. And I think maybe about three years ago, I, disco I discovered capsule wardrobes, which was a main focus for me for the last three years to just kind of challenge myself to create interesting looks without constantly being at the mall and having too many choices in my closet. That is something that I need. So I find myself <laughs> shopping way too much still, especially I had a baby 10 months ago. So my body is still in flux. It feels like every month my body changes a little bit. And so I thought about Absolutely. having a capsule wardrobe, but I think so many times like, well, I don't want to invest all this money when my body's changing every day. So how, do, how would you tell someone like me who's interested in a capsule wardrobe how to start this process? So the, the best thing about capsule wardrobes is you don't need to shop at all for them. I actually have, I've gone through a major purge in my closet in the last six months, but I wore absolutely every single item that I had last year throughout the whole year. I really just challenged myself to try to wear everything. And if I didn't, if I wasn't able to wear it or I wore it and I didn't love it anymore, then I got rid of it. I actually started watching the Marie Kondo show um, on Netflix and that really inspired me to purge. So I, I think the first thing you should do if you want to create capsule wardrobes is purge your closet, pull everything out, absolutely everything. 
from your drawers, from your closet, put it all on your bed and go through it. And it's kind of a painstaking process, but it's something that we need to do because if we're constantly shopping and adding things, but we're never removing the things that have been in there for way too long, or we don't wear them anymore, they still have tags on them. We're really mm -hmm. just clogging up our creativity in a way because we have so much to go through and it becomes overwhelming. So I think the first thing, go through, make sure that everything in there is what you want and need and like, and then you have a better idea from that point where you need to shop. So you kind of just fill in the gaps based on what yeah. you have. It's a little bit tricky in your in your kind of position because you are sort of maybe in between sizes or you're um, kind of just waiting to have everything kind of level out after the baby comes. And, you know, mm -hmm. style kind of, you kind of have to recreate your style after having the child, I found. Do you find that? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, so much. Because... First of all, I'm a nursing mom, so yeah. that changes what I can wear. But also, I just feel like what I used to be attracted to clothing-wise just doesn't really resonate with me anymore because I don't know if my style is maturing or if I'm maturing, but there's so many things about what I used to purchase and what is in my closet right now that just doesn't – like I see it and I'm just not interested at all. Yeah. But that is also partially because I can be quite materialistic and so – I need to just dial back the reins of shopping and say what I have is actually good and I purchased it for a reason. So I should, you know, wear it instead of thinking I need to buy more and more stuff. I think you're totally right. I think that's kind of my focus every week. I, I do a weekly capsule. There's, there's a lot mm -hmm. of different ways you could do a capsule wardrobe. There's different challenges out there um, that you could try. What I found was best was every Sunday, I pick out seven outfits, um, enough clothing for seven outfits, and I put them on one side of my closet because I have two sides. My husband has graciously <laughs> taken all of his stuff down so that I have extra room so I can see everything right in front of me. I kind of, sometimes I choose a theme, like last week it was black and white. Everything was black and white. I... I did that just to challenge myself to, you know, see if I could do it. So I put everything there. I try them all on in front of my mirror. I take pictures, I take videos, and then I make my content out of that. And that way I know what I'm wearing for the week. It's super easy. And I can share those ideas with other people. Cause you know, I, I've definitely had those mornings. I'm sure we all have where we get up. We don't know what we're going to wear. It's kind of a panic. You want, you want to look good, but, you don't really have the time sometimes in the morning, especially with kids when you have to get them ready. Yes. So I think planning is key. Um, so I have done a little bit of research into capsule wardrobes. And I know a lot of people will cap their wardrobe to like 21 items or something like that. Is that what you've done with your capsule wardrobe? I have done capsule wardrobes where I, I think, yeah, I used about 20 to 25 items, not including shoes and accessories. Mm -hmm. And I kind of rotated through those. I've also tried the 10 by 10, where you choose 10 items to wear for 10 days. Mm -hmm. That one's a little bit trickier, especially if you have kids and or a baby and, you know, sometimes they get stuff on oh, you. Yeah. So it's a little bit trickier because you either have to rewear it or you have to wash it in between. Mm -hmm. But I, 
I have found that that's kind of a nice way to do it too, to do like, let's say for three months, you wear the same 20 or 30 items. It just kind of gives you less to worry about. And you, you pick the items you really wear the best. You get to know your favorites a mm. lot better when you clear out the stuff you don't really like. Yeah, that is so true. Um, you spoke a little bit about sustainable fashion and how that's a part of your blog and what you do with your capsule wardrobe. Could you tell us about some of your favorite sustainable brands or um, how to shop sustainably if we have no clue where to start? That's yeah, that's an excellent question. So, so I kind of used to shop like everybody, well, not everybody else, but a lot of other people. You go to the mall, you go to Zara, uh, H&M, mm-hmm. Forever 21, a lot of the big brands. And I just realized that a lot of that stuff that I was buying, I didn't necessarily like it for a long time. Like it didn't stay in my favorites for three or four or five years. It was more like two seasons and I was kind of not wearing it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I also noticed that a lot of that stuff doesn't hold up quality wise. So that was another factor. And I started looking into sustainable fashion, it kind of, you know, became a trendy thing, it became a buzzword, and Mm -hmm. I wanted to know more about it. So I actually started doing a lot of thrift shopping and vintage uh, shopping, because I really like vintage uh, jewelry, I like vintage, I've bought a lot of uh, silk blouses, they have a lot of vintage shows. Uh, happening where I live in Ottawa. So I, I, mm-hmm. I kind of got interested in that, but not just for the fact that I'm helping to keep things out of the landfill. I'm helping to keep my, uh, my clothing budget low. I am not shopping as much, but I'm also, I'm also able to go on a hunt. I'm also able to go and discover new things. It's almost like treasure hunting. One one time I went to my local thrift shop and I found a vintage Escada blazer with uh, wool and leather. And it was just gorgeous piece. I never would have found it anywhere else. And I think it cost me $18. That is awesome. <laughs> I actually recently went uh, thrift store shopping and this was like a middle of nowhere thrift store. And I found the most beautiful Calvin Klein dress for 20 bucks. And it has become my favorite outfit ever. So I definitely relate to that finding things in the middle of nowhere, the hunts, the thrill of the fight. I love that. Exactly. Uh, so let's get back to talking about your blog, which is Erin Moscow style. Um, it seems like you're mostly focused on fashion and reaching people who are interested in minimalism or minimizing their shopping. Um, What would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned as a blogger? Well, it's, it's definitely a hard industry. Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's, it's quite saturated. There's lots of people wanting to do it. And I think that's amazing. I think we have a lot to learn from each other and, I prefer to consume content that I love and to share content that I'm passionate about. So I think the biggest thing that I've learned is that you you can't do this with the expectation that it's it's necessarily going to be lucrative. 
you have to do it because you love it. And then if it does become something lucrative, it does become something popular, then that's an added side bonus. Yeah, it is. So there are so many blogs and it's so hard as a consumer of blogs to figure out who to follow and whose content resonates with you most. But I love that, you know, starting a blog isn't supposed to be about making money, although that is a part of the process for lots of people. Right. If you do it that way, it seems like it's easy to get pretty burnt out quickly, I would imagine. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to, I've also realized I I did take uh, about a six month break from Instagram because I feel like although it is my favorite platform, it um, it's, it's consuming and Mm -hmm. you have to kind of regulate yourself and know where to draw the line because you could pump out content constantly and it's not necessarily more is not necessarily always better. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've pulled back a little bit on what I'm putting out and I'm trying to be more consistent with my content rather quality over quantity um, kind of approach when it comes to that. So I don't post on my blog every week, although I would like to, I just don't have the time. So it's a little bit uh, less, but I try to make sure that when I do post, it's good and that it's something that people will want to read. So I do also touch on other areas. I have done some beauty stuff and I have also done some real life. I have like a real life series where I talk about anxiety, mom guilt, self-love, uh, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I don't want to just pigeonhole to fashion because I or fashion and style because I think there's a lot more that comes with style. And I want to really help my readers to discover that if they have the confidence in them, then their style will easily follow. Yeah, that's so true. And I love reading blogs that are not just about one thing, because I don't know if it's just me, but I want to feel connected to whoever's creating the content. So when I see that there's a blogger who actually talks about their real life, like you said, anxiety, mommy guilt, all these things that we can struggle with, it makes me much more likely to continue consuming their content. Um, I agree. What is your greatest success thus far in your blog slash Instagram platforms? Um, What would you consider your greatest success? Hmm. That is a very good question. I think that the greatest success hasn't necessarily been a piece of content that I've created or a particular event that I've been able to attend or the it's, it's so many different things. It's the connections that I've made with other people in the community, uh, in the fashion blogging community, specifically in my area. And it's also the skills that I've been able to learn. I have learned so many things. I've discovered that I like video editing. I've um, become better at photography. I feel like I am better at styling than I was four years ago or even two years ago. So I just feel like it's a natural growth that um, this sort of journey has taken me on. I don't really feel like there's ever really a final destination. It's kind of just like a natural progression to finding, you know, all the hidden talents that we each have. So that's kind of been the best part of it for me. Uh, yeah, that's so interesting because when we think of success generally when it comes to blogging or 
videos, um, we can tend to think monetarily or the access that you get to things that other people can't necessarily have. But that's so true that those skills that you have mm-hmm. acquired are things that most people will never have. You know, the styling, the video editing, uh, the connections, the relationships, those are things that most individuals won't be able to have without a blog. And so that's pretty cool to think about. The success Absolutely. isn't necessarily in the opportunities, but it's in these things that you can carry with you throughout the rest of your life. Yeah, definitely. Those are not things you can really put a price on. Yeah, that's so true. Um so what would you consider as a fashionista um, an essential item that everyone needs in their wardrobe or a few essential items? Oh, that's a really good question. I think a versatile handbag is definitely one thing that is essential. I would say if you're only going to have one, I would go with either a bucket style bag or a crossbody, both if you can, but I would say those are the two styles that I use the most. I have, I'm looking at four crossbody bags that I wear over and over and over again. And if you can, I would go with black or white or cream Mm -hmm. or even brown if you need to just have one, like just because those ones are neutral and they will go with everything. If your wardrobe is pretty neutral, then you could go with a colored bag. And I would say a pair of sneakers that are a neutral color. I have a pair of gold Geox ones that I wear with absolutely everything. They can be worn with skirts. They can be worn with jeans. They can be worn with shorts. You name it, they'll go with it. So, And when I went on a trip, I brought just those shoes and a pair of brown Chelsea boots, and I I wore them with everything. So I feel like the more versatility you have in the piece is always the best. And if it's good quality, then you're going to wear it and it's going to last. So I would say good quality is another um, aspect when thinking about what to add to your wardrobe. A good pair of jeans is another item that I would say. I recently started buying Levi's and I've never ever bought them in my life but they are really good quality jeans so I definitely like those and I would say jewelry is another area where I would focus on I really love vintage jewelry I've cleaned out you know my mom's closet my grandma's closet I love pearls so I feel like even if your outfit is just very basic t-shirt jeans sneakers when you add jewelry to it and a handbag that's what makes the outfit the outfit can be very simple and minimalistic uh, but have a big impact when you add the right accessories hear your passion for fashion (laughs) as you're talking it's like well if it's just one thing and then it just keeps spiraling but that's yeah I totally relate to that I have never owned Levi's too but I've heard so many good things and so you are kind of making me want to try some because I've heard that they're like the best quality jeans you can get (laughs) And that they last forever. They are. And they actually do have some sustainability initiatives. I've looked into them recently. There's a website that I uh, I didn't mention the sustainable brands before. I'm sorry. But there is a website that I go to regularly. And this is where I kind of rediscovered Levi's. It's called arcapparel.ca. Uh, A-R-C. Okay. And that website 
they kind of curate a collection of sustainable brands, both American and Canadian. And Levi's is one of the brands that they sell on there. And I know that the company, although they're not, I don't think, completely sustainable, they do have a lot of initiatives to make sure that because denim is uh, quite a polluting manufacturing process. So yeah, the the water and the dyes can be a problem um, if you look into into the uh, the manufacturing process of denim. So Levi's does have some initiatives to make sure that they are their footprint is not quite so uh, damaging. I will definitely be checking out arcapparel.ca you said, right? Yeah. Is there anything that you are super into right now? And it does not have to be blogger related or fashion, just anything that you're super passionate about right now? Oh, that's a good question. I would say video editing is the one thing. I have downloaded a an app called InShot and I really, really like using that and Canva. That's another thing. Maybe what I'm passionate about right now is uh, technology and how technology can help us in our creativity when it comes to creating content. Um, I actually started uh, a podcast. So that's another another app that I've been using called, I think it's called Spreaker. Spreaker. I need to look them up. (laughs) Have you heard of that one? Spreaker? No, I don't think so. Like speaker with yeah, an R. So, Spreaker, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, those those would be my three top uh, apps that I'm using right now. InShot for video editing, Canva for creating pins and Facebook posts. Um, I do all my branding on and logos on Canva, and it's a free app, which is nice. And Spreaker for podcasts. Very cool. I will definitely check out Spreaker. I am obsessed with Canva too. They just make, yeah. it just makes everything so much easier and you don't have to hire a graphic yeah. designer. You can literally do anything. Well, not anything a graphic designer does, but you can do a lot with it. Um, and yeah, I use it almost daily. Nice. And so my final question for you is what advice would you give to a beginner blogger, especially someone who is starting out in fashion? That is a great question. There is so much to know and I, I don't, I think you have to just take it very much in steps. And I think creating a strategy from the beginning would be a good place to start. I didn't really have a vision or any sort of plan in mind when I started. And I still haven't really sat down to to create a business plan for myself. I think it's just one of those things you procrastinate because you think it's going to be, or I procrastinate because I think it's going to be difficult. But I think if you sit down, and create a vision for yourself and create realistic steps and expectations for the kind of content you're going to create, how you're going to share it, which platforms you're going to focus on. That's, that's the best way to get started and, and to keep your expectations realistic because breaking into blogging specifically is not a very clear cut way to make an income. There's so many different ways that you can make an income and you're not guaranteed to have the kind of audience right off the bat that that you need to be able to make that money. So it's something that you have to make sure you're doing because you love it and to be realistic with your expectations. 
Awesome. Those are both two great pieces of advice. And thank you so much. Oh, one more question. I just remembered. <laughs> Where can people sure. find you if they're interested in your blog or learning more about you? Sure. Um, my website is erinmoskellstyle.com. That's where I post the majority of my uh, style tips and confidence boosting posts. I also post every day on Facebook. It's Air, uh, Facebook slash Erin Moscow Style. And you can also find me on Pinterest. I spend a lot of time creating boards, style inspiration, and that is Pinterest slash Erin Moscow Style. Awesome. And has your podcast launched yet or are you still working on that? I have done one episode and I, and it was kind of one of those things where if I don't do it right now and just post it, even though it's not like I don't have an intro or anything, I'm just going to do it because I know that I will just keep procrastinating. So I have launched it. It's called life.styled podcast. Very cool. I will put all of that information in the show notes for those of you who are interested. Thanks again to Erin for coming on the show and teaching us about sustainability, capsule wardrobes, and minimalism. I hope that this has been really beneficial for you all as well. And if you want to follow her on Instagram, Facebook, or her blog, all of those link links will be in the show notes. If you want to follow us, Indie Beauty Wire, on Instagram or Facebook, anything like that, those will also be in the show notes. And thanks again for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show. That really helps us to be found by more listeners. And thanks again. If you have any suggestions for people you want to hear interviewed, just send me an email at ray at Indie Beauty Wire. Again, everything will be in the show notes. And until next time, bye guys. <laughs>